to the main bit. Makes sense. There's um Perfect there's a player who sense. is in esports who is in uh, the league esports that I wanted to that I'm really upset they didn't put forward because he worked fucking hard to get there and he deserves as much credit as he can possibly get. I just well, don't remember what his his it, call sign was. Is he best friends with Jeff Keeley? Uh, probably not. Then that explains why. <laughs> yeah, because I have a, a bit on that. And good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, ladies and gentlemen. I am Love Team Maker, aka Will McKellar, on behalf of the Game One Player Self. And here we are with a podcast along with James Atkinson. Hi, everybody. And it's the coffee night. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I planned that perfectly. <laughs> 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 So yeah, so we we we're going to be doing a uh, special content dump today of the game awards. It's as long as you look up, it's pretty much so, going to be the entire show. Let's yeah. be real here. That's just... mostly us bitching about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, you say you say that you say you're kidding. <laughs> I got my soapbox here. Do you want me to get on it now? <laughs> it would, it, yeah let's if you want to lead with it go right on ahead lead with it because i think well let's be real me and chris did not watch the game awards we had other yeah. things to do <laughs> yeah me it was cyberpunk because you know cyberpunk cyberpunk it's only the <laughs> game i've been looking forward to play for the last two three years so I'm gonna do that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Chris was like cooking some eggs or something. <laughs> <laughs> because so Jeff Keighley and friends is what it should be. Now Jeff Keighley tweeted afterwards asking people their feedback on the Games Awards. Okay, so Jeff, and I would have text you know tweeted you and tagged you in the tweet when this podcast itself goes live on our Podbean. Okay, and uh, and your other audio devices. So here it is. You want me and these guys to give you a feedback on the game awards. I'm not going to swear. I'm going to be polite as possible, but I'm going to be passionate as what you want. I mean, also so, I can swear, but yeah, that's yeah, a you lie. Can, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can fucking swear anytime I goddamn well please. <laughs> yeah, listen to that son of a bitch. Fuck yeah! <laughs> but I'm trying to differentiate it between me just being a moaning bastard. You know mm. that's the difference here. But, right, three and a half hours. This was on Thursday night. That that that's three hours I could have been sleeping. Okay, because I was wanting to watch it because of the podcast because of this. So, and it's something we have said before on the shows of past when we have done this about this this thing that Jeff does each year. Once again, he doesn't know what he wants. Does he want awards or does he want game trailers? Pick one. Alright? Just pick one and go with it. Because if you're putting game trailers all this all, all the time, that's great if you want to show people what's coming up. If you've got your mates going, oh we've got this new game, do you want to see it? Do you want to show people it? Go on, Jeff. Go on. Go on, show it. Get some hype for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that. I mean, granted, right, He's Jeff has put the work in over the years to get to this point. And there's respect there for doing it. We've discussed that on the show from where he began. But 
when you're doing this, when you're putting out these world premieres, you're saying, oh, I've got all this lovely new stuff to show you. Look how great it's going to be. Some of it was out tonight, which we'll get to in a bit. When you're doing that, you're taking away from the people who have worked their bollocks off in a year that's come up with abuse, where it's come up with crunch come up again, and a pandemic. So they've had to change a lot of their working life. When you do that, when you plaster world premiere, world premiere, world premiere, and you put on a pre-show about five awards back to back where you've got you, you've got your co-hosts just rattling them off, gives them no time to thank the people who did the stuff, who worked hard for it, gives it a smaller spotlight than what the, the name of the show suggests, then there's a big problem there. You're not doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it to show other stuff off rather than actually going, you know what? This year has been a shit year. And guess I did swear there, but fuck it. <laughs> this year has been a terrible year for the pandemic. The, the industry needs a clean up because of the, the abuse that some people like Yves Guillemot has let slip under the rug. And what we're going to do? What we're going to do? Oh, here's a trailer. Here's a trailer for Fortnite. No. Pick one or pick another. Don't have both because that's three hours and a half. Well, include not including the pre-show, which is half hour. <coughs> Do your trailers in the pre-roll. Do it. Have a different show entirely. Have your reward <laughs> last an hour and a half. They're not WrestleMania. Let WrestleMania be three and a half to four hours. It's what it's there for a year. I mean, the Oscars are like 10 hours. Yeah, and they're boring as fuck, aren't they? And they don't have <laughs> trailers. So, But that's um, what every member of the credits, isn't it? Best gaffer, best person who goes make the tea, best person who goes get a Greg's when somebody wants it. I guess, I guess to your point, at least they appreciate the people who do the bullshit work in the Oscars. Because they do have those true. awards. They give fucking recognition to like, the best <laughs> At least the those people are getting... So, shall I be devil's advocate here? Because that's what we do here. Once again, my opinions may not be opinions, but this is just me to get Will more riled up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's talk about these trailers, Will. You know how they piss you mm -hmm. off and they probably shouldn't be in it because the award show and stuff. Um, how is Jeff going to get the funding for the award show? Hey, we're about to have an award show. Would you like our trailer? Would you like your trailer to be a part of it? A lot of people are going to be watching it. Why don't you pay us X? How does the BAFTAs get that, then? How does the Golden Joysticks get that, then? They don't need to have trailers every five minutes overshadowing the awards. How old How old are those awards? And are they backed by more prestigious institutions? No, some of them are backed by EA. Some of them are backed by Ubisoft. Some well, of them are backed the by... The BAFTAs yeah. are, are, are backed by the British Film Actors Guild, right? Yep. Yeah, but so, it's only partial where the funding comes from. The other is from game companies. Okay, so but the game companies are still funding it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking at this as a Jeff Keighley experience. Is that once again, congratulations to Jeff to be able to pull this off. And as much as this show is its own microcosm of issues, what he's done this year, the thing is, like, you look at some of the other shows he's done, right? Earlier mm -hmm. this year, they were a lot better. <clears throat> a lot better. Um Double follow-up on uh, on BAFTAs. They also work with sponsorships from outside of the industry, such as 
Audi, uh, San Pellegrino, champagne manufacturers, all sorts of shit. Mm. Yeah, does does Naughty Dog fund the game awards? <laughs> You'd think so after the awards, and we'll get to those in a, in a bit. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get to those um, or Sony, but it's I think he. Is this a better... This was not one of his best shows this year. I liked his better ad hoc stuff, where it was kind of trailer shows. Like, they, they, they literally had a trailer show. And yeah. it was good. The guy who hosted it was funny. They kind of, you know, they kind of, like, poked fun at the fact that they had to do this as a pandemic-y kind of a thing, where they had, like, the weird robot. And, like, yeah, I got it. And, like, they you were joking about, like, the cutting back and forth. And then... So that you know, it was good. That was good, and I think I think that's where Jeff shines, and and that's where it is because like he could get the fact that he got all that to happen to have a trailer show. That's good. Like we know he can do that. One to your point, I think Jeff gets caught up in wanting to throw a spectacle, and he wants it to be big. Because let's be honest, without the trailers, the Game Awards it's a half an hour. An hour and a half tops because you can pad it out with uh, you, 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 It gives gives people that, who have won it a chance to actually, you know, thank people, let their emotions out, and say, you know what, thank you for the, for, for noticing us, especially with this year gone. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it can be, but I think he he wants to, and to be honest, as much as it's Jeff's fault, will, yeah, I'm blaming the gamer community. Because I think okay. if he doesn't show trailers, the game community goes, why didn't you show us trailers? This is the Game Awards. We should be seeing trailers. And if he just shows us all trailers and he doesn't do the awards, people are going to go, where are the awards? This is the Game Awards. We should be seeing awards. And he he's stuck in a rock and a hard place. There's people like you who said, absolutely, this should be about the, the just the awards. We should maybe see one or two really big trailers and that's about it and be done with it or have it be its own section. But there's people are going to be on the other side of the bank who said, why didn't I see more? I wanted more trailers. I wanted gameplay footage. They want the Game Awards to be more like an E3 or that kind of thing where it's it's more like about oh, that kind of stuff. And now, Jeff is stuck in the middle. Now, let's let's pull this back to last year. Let's mm -hmm. pull this back to last year where we had this exact same discussion. Yeah. Where we had this identical discussion and the the overall agreement we had was it's okay to show trailers at the Game Awards. But you need to pace them in the correct way. And the pacing for that would either be put the trailers in the beginning before things saying, this is what we're excited about upcoming and then go, but we're going to thank these people who did a great fucking job. Or you thank all of the people for a big spectacle of these are the people who just made this year fantastic and then turn and say, what are we looking forward to next year? You do it one or the other, but you don't intermingle it. You don't mix it together because that's where you get the frustration. Because if you make it a narrative, because guess what? Games are about building a story. Whether that's a story of how well you did, whether that's a story of the story told in the game, whether that's a story of you spending time with your friends, having a nice relaxing afternoon, whatever the fuck the story is. Whether it's finding a Brazilian striker named story. Pepe and making him the best player in the world. The fucking story of goddamn Pepe best in form. Yes. The story of, uh, you know, James being hunted by Chris. Mm-hmm. The dangerous game. The, fucking, the most dangerous game. It's all about a story. And what you're not doing in the Game Awards 
currently <laughs> is you're not processing it like the story of the industry. And that's where you're going to get huge applause. That's where people are going to go, I really liked how this went. Because if you treat the whole process as a story, this big section is the story of the heroes who made our year. This is the story of the developers who put their blood, sweat, and tears into these projects. This is the story of all of the people who worked so goddamn hard every single day. And now, this is the story of what's coming up. And what we can be excited to thank new or the same devs for their blood, sweat, and tears. What we're looking forward to, these other passion projects and works of love, that's what this is all about. And people just, the writers for these shows, just aren't getting it. It would it would involve them ha it, they're doing something that they don't want to do. It's the game industry looking at themselves and realizing we have a problem that we need to fix. It, it doesn't even require that. It doesn't even require that. All it needs to do is look at the people first or last. One of the it's not hard. It's either put every put it in chunks that can be viewed separately. Break it up so that you have your trailers distinct from your awards. And in either order, that's all it takes. I have, I Chris, I have an idea for you. Now, this is me <laughs> spitballing here. They have a game. They have an award here. No, we can start. We can use this to transition into awards yep. here. Okay. They have, a, they have an award called most anticipated game. Now, yeah. So let's let's let if if we're organizing the game awards, right? We're if we're if we're setting this up. Now, this is just me, big braining here. What if you do? I don't know. Half the awards, then you do most anticipated games, and in between you do. But between that, you do the. These are the people who made to this year a success that we want to thank. Most anticipated game award. Oh, here's the trailers for some more anticipated games. I mean, you could do the most anticipated games and just have that list be all of the trailers you wanted to show. Be like, hey, look, most anticipated games. Guess what? Now we're gonna show you twenty minutes of trailers. And then do that award, and then we're gonna move on to game of the year and that kind of stuff. It's like the freaking Oscars, right? Mm -hmm. They sit there and yeah. then like they they save the big awards to the end and they pad in the middle. But remember, the Oscars has a five minute segment of the people we lost this year. Yeah, and we're people, and they just show a role. If even if they were like the best grip guy in the entire world, or freaking Sean Connery, you mm -hmm. get. That you're there. It's there. It's the date, and just bang, 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 bang. It it perfect time to do it. Be like, thank you for all of these people, these this this people, and going on right there. Now, I think that works great. There you go, bang, boom, done, and then you move on. And then people are gonna be like, oh, I had this half an hour. Well, you tell them like, guess what? It's a half an hour. We're gonna let this go. You can go bugger off, get yourself a cup of tea, get yourself something to eat, pick up your Uber Eats order, because God knows you're not leaving your goddamn house. Use the bathroom, take a shower, because, you know, it's your one time a month to take an actual shower, because you're in your house the entire goddamn time. Pet your cat. Play play cyberpunk. I don't know. You know, that's, that's the structure here. That's how I think about it. It just goes, can it be done better? Yes. Is the fact that yeah. at least Jeff Keighley, like, 
Once again, Jeff Keighley, left brain, right brain, choose. If you want to have both, structure it better. Yeah, and call it the end of year show rather than the game awards. Yeah. Because the clue's in the name. Or if you need to transition, because you know how the Oscars sometimes when they do like, we're going to go to commercials. They're like, right? If you're going to do the, we're going to go to commercials, do the, we're going to go to commercials. Here's this trailer while we change around who's coming out on stage and have it be a trailer. That's the perfect time to do it. Just be like, here's the two minute trailer. And then welcome back. Right. You can do that kind of thing for the Oscars too. be like coming up next, this award, this award, but now a trailer from X. See, they see they do the coming up stuff. They they have done that, and that that's fine. That I think seems to have this whole thing of wanting world premiere here, world premiere, world premiere, world premiere, world premiere. Look, I've got it all first. Look how great I am. You don't need that. You don't need to do that, Jeff. All right. It's Love fine. you as you. <laughs> You're better when you're not pandering to the companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what you do, Jeff. Let's be real. <clears throat> I, we, I mean, it is. It is. Hell, yeah. I, I understand, we, you know, as, as a content creator, sometimes we have to go, look, you know, we, we go up to people who we want keys for, we want games to stream, we have to talk to them. But I'm not going to do it on the basis of if a game's shit, I'm just going to sit here and go, hey, I like this. It's really great. Let's be honest. It does scare the shit out of us because some of us are introverts and talking to other people that we don't know is fucking scary. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you've already... See, the thing I find with that sort of stuff is you've already spoken to me, you've already got rapport, but then you have to you, you have to send another email for something else and you think, how much do I be put in this because you already know some of this stuff? <laughs> so that's when it gets a bit more sort of... Your brains are sort of seized up and go, I, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. But yeah, no, that, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like if you're going to do the Game Awards, then keep it as with little bits and pieces. Because the Golden Joysticks do something like that. They have a couple of bits. But their rewards are like, they're like machine gun fire. You've got like about 45 minutes of, of just Danny Wallace going, okay, award for this. Come on, say your stuff and fuck off. Next. Wasn't he that? Wasn't that the one where the guy was in his basement drinking? Or no, that, that was Dara Brian. That was the Baftas. Yeah, that was the Baftas. He was like a tux in his basement, just getting yeah. drunk the entire time, which was an enjoyable experience. The, the host had a lot of charisma, but it, once again, it wasn't the we're not shying away from the pandemic thing. Like this is shit. This is how we had to do it. But they also let the people talk. Yeah. So it's they let the guy from what what was the name of the game like he won best performance and he was like from the indie game and like he'd never done anything before and it was his first thing and he'd won it and they let him talk for like five minutes because he was just so like overwhelmed and there you go and that's that's that shows the human side of gaming and yes we know there is a lot of bad bad things in the gaming community we 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 understand that we see it on twitter but on the other side and this is what these these shows are there to celebrate they're to celebrate the good things the passion that the people put into this and we're showing you know what you put you've done so well with this we recognize what you've done as being 
one of the best for this year. Let them let them have that moment rather than going, okay, best audio, best direction, best this. Oh, and uh, here's a trailer. That's just wrong, in my opinion. If you're going for a thing called the Game Awards, you need to change that. I'm here to see and talk, uh, see these people, not listen to uh, the Pirates of Penzance, the general, uh, the major general. And now we've got Game of the Year, Best Direction, Narrative, Art Direction, Music Score, Audio, Best Performance, Indies of Impact, It's Ongoing Indie, and Mobile Game and Community Support, VAR and Invitation, Best Action and Adventure Game. Dun, 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 dun. We've got RPGs, MMOs, sports games, and I'm not going to continue because of DMCA. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the awards, shall we get actually get into the actual awards themselves? Because there's a couple of bits I want to say. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah. And it was when you guys were talking before the show about the esports stuff, there was a couple of bits I was looking at, like content creator. Now, first first bit was there, there was no... There was no Adam Savage up for Fingmi at the Esports Host Award. Sort that out. He's a damn good host. Right? That's the first I, one. I'll, I'll, I, okay. Having having seen a lot of the Esports, I, I don't put him as high up into the Esports <laughs> category. He He's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Chris is the Not Esports really guy of this show. <laughs> I mean, Chris he's a part, so, you know, a little bit of nepotism, I grant you. Yeah. However, in saying that, there was a bit a bit of nepotism in the uh, the nominees for the content creator, which, by the way, Tig Whippy wasn't in. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> no. Alana Pierce. Right? We, Alana Pierce. I would argue, all right, Tig Whippies should be in the best indie content creator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right, Alana Pierce, right? Yeah. Lovely lady from the sounds of it does a lot of good work it just she's done some stuff this year with jeff Keeley. and when i saw her name come up in the nominees i'm like is that nepotism coming through is it a bit of nepotism coming through or not you know and it's hard it's a tough one because again how she's been over the past few years but when you see her in the the opening night live thing it kind of it kind of put me off on it and i know she didn't win because valkyrie won who again i don't know of but probably you know again probably worked as hard as the others i mean tim the Tatman is in there because of the the whole bit where he had tons and tons and tons of four guy matches and didn't win that's what he's in there for the other two again don't know can't say not gonna not gonna say well they're shit they shouldn't be in there because i don't know they probably weren't they were probably good at what they did i literally only know tim the tap man out of this group i don't know any of them <laughs> alana pierce i think at one point worked for ign and please correct me if i'm wrong on just that because i think she went freelance this year but she has been doing some some stuff and i have seen her name around so you know it's not as if she hasn't worked to be in that list i'm just to see her name in that list after the, the amount of stuff she's done with jeff this year kind of makes it a little bit suspect that it, there's a little bit of nepotism going on and i don't want to feel that way 
because put it this way let's let's say for example and i'll give you an example hi robin before we say it say the tig whippy awards let's call them the tig whippy the whippies right the whippies content yeah the whippies <laughs> <laughs> let's say for example we're looking at we do we do one for content creator of the year and the only people that are in it are james robin j-dub mook cosmic gamers if i'm if i'm in it then there really is nepotism problems yeah exactly all the others probably okay because they're within our like like they are content creators and they they're people we know i mean we because to be honest i'm not gonna say felix or jack or mark Mm. I would say Unis Honest. I wouldn't put Unis Honest because they weren't video game related. But I think I think if you're just talking like content creation in a general sense, mm. like as an art piece would be beautiful. And see, Tuesday agrees. Unis Honest was it was be- it was beautiful in its in its in its in its vision and the fact that they stuck with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, Unis it was beautiful. As an overall awards show, as for best content creator of the year. I would put Mark and Eve up for Unis Honest. Yeah, but that's for the whippies because guess what? We Ooh. create the categories. You're the melon. <laughs> Melons. It's our votes matter. Yours don't. It's our opinions, not yours. Feel free to flame. <laughs> feel free to send hate mail to Dougie at the Reverse Pro Gamer. Um, he handles any media relations. <laughs> and- they, they didn't include for esports event uh the gran turismo event because i've seen you know i've watched some of those over the past couple of years and the, the ones last year were very well put together so should we have had jimmy broadbent as esports host now julia hardy would be that one because she was the one that, that does the gran turismo stuff commentator of the year jimmy broadbent that's fair <laughs> So, Chris, I know since we're on the topic of esports, do you yeah. do you agree with any of these esports awards? Because uh, they're it's all Greek to me. Um, for the most part, um, I I actually I don't have any problems with the with the esports, uh, except for the nominations for uh, the best player, the best athlete, and the best coach. Um, I like Showmaker was definitely deserving to be on there. Canyon was definitely deserving to be on there. Um, I wouldn't have put either of the Call of Duty players up on there. What I would have put is I would have put, um, I don't remember which team he was on, uh, but he, he was the, um, one of the first players in one of the esports leagues from Mexico. And he fought his way tooth and nail all the way up to the world's championship and actually got a little ways in. I would have put him up there because of the leaps and strides that he's been making for, for himself and his own country. So I would have put him up there in the, in the um, best athlete. He was also just a sweet guy. He was very sweet. Um, and then as far as best esports coach, where the fuck, where the fuck is sheepy? Where the fuck is the king of unicorns of love himself in his goddamn super villain look at ass outfit? He, like, what a wonderful guy. He is a sweetheart. I think he deserves to be up there. But other than that, I think uh, I think it's all pretty fair. League was absolutely number one esports show 
110%. It was absolutely number one esports game. 110%. Our, uh, our esports host, she did a marvelous job. She managed not just to, to make the show as exciting as possible, but I think she outshined the other uh, hosts that were there at the time. Um, G2 for esports team, I, I wouldn't put it necessarily on G2. I would have put it onto Demwon. Um, they did win. They are best. They did do the best. <laughs> Judge the most outstanding performance and conduct in 2020. They did fucking amazing. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's overall what it is. I, I I just I don't totally agree with some of the nominations, but overall, I think they did good. Okay, so I'm gonna handle the categories going upwards and. Uh, if I think it's quick, we're just going to bang through it. If we want to debate it, let me know. Um, mm -hmm. Debut game, Plasmophobia. Plasmophobia. <laughs> the weird, yes, yeah, solid outcoming. Phasmophobia, solid outcoming. Very well done. Um, it, it, it has some, it has some, some, it has some, some flaws in it, but I think as far as the best game to come out, the best uh, mm -hmm. All right. I'm glad it didn't go to either um, what's it called uh, Among Us or one of the other like major AAA titles Among Us wasn't a debut they've been out for a couple years yep mm. yeah, it's a resurgence rather than a debut mm -hmm. uh. best multiplayer game Among Us any problems with this no from what people people being excited about it would i have preferred uh maybe four guys winning from a personal preference yes but among us i'm fine with it yeah fall guys yes. is a piece of shit i, I would have said it was, it would be, i would agree close to fall guys or or animal crossing one of those two would be the other one that i would want to see but i think i think it fits that's a personal preference by the way <laughs> that is a personal preference um, on a technical scale it's an exceptional <laughs> as, a, as a technical achievement bravo I really appreciate it as a personal preference that game could go fuck itself <laughs> uh, best sports slash racing Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, 110% totally fine with that uh, harkens back to the good old days isn't a glitchy mess very happy with it um, Happy. I'm happy FIFA didn't win or Madden I'm glad Madden mm -hmm. wasn't even on the vote so good, I'm good. glad Madden wasn't even on the vote. Uh, I'm happy with that. Upset football manager, not there, uh, but can't understand. It is. I would think football manager probably leans more towards the sim strategy than the actual sports game. But yep, they eh. can make it in both categories, Frank. No, you could. It's but the thing is, innocent. it's technically not a. You don't technically play the game. You play everything but the game. <laughs> you play around the game. <laughs> you play around the game. <laughs> When we get up to strategy game, if the winner is anything like that, then football manager should be in that category compared to the winner of the strategy section. Uh, moving, speaking of that, sim and strategy, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Safe choice. Probably would have wanted to see Crusader Kings or uh, Chimera Squad. Yeah. Uh, Crusader Kings... Uh, yeah, I Chimera Squad, I can understand why not, because it was... Chimera Squad very, very much felt like... A small, it's a smaller type. It's not like XCOM two levels of big. It's a smaller title, um, mm -hmm. more focused on what it wanted to do, which I was excited for because I think XCOM two gets ambitious sometimes. But I like the idea of like building the squad and that kind of stuff and it being able to be different runs. 
Um, but I can yeah. understand why it wasn't like top tier. Gears Tactics uh, kind of became a glitchy mess towards the end. Uh, in Crusader Kings, it's a juggernaut. But we all know that Crusader Kings 3 right now versus Crusader Kings 3 three years from now is going to be a completely different game because it's mm -hmm. a paradox game. <laughs> we just Those games are like wine. They age better with time. And also the longer they, they are, the more expensive they get because DLC. <laughs> Uh, best family game, Animal Crossing. I don't think any of us are family game gamers, so we could think we could just kind of move on from that one. Yeah, yeah. no no dispute there. Uh, I don't think Minecraft Dungeons or Paper Mario necessarily fall into the category of Erickowitz family game, or even Crash Bandicoot. Even Fall Guys. Like. I would say Fall Guys not so much, because you can do some pretty disgusting stuff in Fall Guys. Um, yep. <laughs> um, best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11. Man, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I have no fingers on the pulse of fighting anymore. Exactly. I, w I watch Maximilian Dude, and like I just when he tells me this is what's going on in the fighting realm, I go, yeah, the I agree because that's what he does. Um, uh, best role playing game, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm again happy with that. I played a little bit of it for extra life. Eh. I mean, it, eh. it makes. It, it's it's a game that lived up to the hype that it came out with. It rode that hype train well. It was well executed. Do I think maybe Persona 5 Royale? I think it's probably a better RPG. Do I, I just don't think Genshin Impact should have been on there. <laughs> point, yes. I think all the other ones deserve their place on there. Um, yeah. Wasteland 3 was incredible. I play that. It is a wonderful CRPG. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh... Um, we'll get to that in a bit. As well. We'll get to that in a bit. But I, I know Will. I have. I haven't beaten it, but I have seen the ending of it. I know where Will is in it. Will, Will's on this side here. I apologize. Uh, he's there on my monitors, but he's there in the camera. So James has to correct himself. Uh, but Yakuza. Mm, mm, yes. But Final Fantasy winning. Fine. No problem. Uh, best mm -hmm. action adventure. Last of Us Part Two. Okay. I would say that one's the most arguable. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was there. Um, I don't know. Why is Star Wars Fallen Order on that list? I thought that was... Like, Fallen Order was late last year, but so it does fit into this sort of category. Because it's like end of 2019, bit. early, like almost end of 2020. Yeah. yeah, it was... Star Wars Fallen Order is actually a good choice for that. And I, I don't see it not being there. I, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, Do I think it's better than The Last of Us? No, no, not not quite, not quite. Ghost of Tsushima, yes. Miles Morales haven't played it, but heard so many good things about it. Same as Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, you know what I feel about Ubisoft at the moment. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I'm not sure whether action adventure for that. It's almost it, well. It, it's like a platformy RPG action game. Yeah, cause it's a Metroidvania. But a Metroidvania probably fits better into action adventure versus RPG. Yeah, I think more action. Remember, it's action than... and adventure, which means Oni leans more adventure and yeah. exploration. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's hard to really pigeonhole it into one thing, though, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean. So I think yeah, fair enough. It was a two-horse race. It was Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. And 
expect us to talk a little bit about this later on. <laughs> this is going to be a recurring theme. Um, also, by the way, like, you have best action adventure, and then the next category is best action. So it's like, why don't you just make an adventure? <laughs> best adventure game, best action game. Um, yeah. This, I think this is also, like, best first-person shooter or, like, just best, like, no downtime game. You're in it all the time. Uh, Hades won. Mm-hmm. A bit of a surprise. I like that Hades won. I think it was a great... I. I actually, it is a roguelike that I still have installed and played every once in a while. Every once in a while when I have some downtime. How many yeah, times? Yeah, I think you... that's deserving of that one. Yeah. How many times have I said that I like a roguelite? Yeah. Yeah. Hades deserves. Um, yeah, to be honest, it was, once again, it was, a th- I think, no two, good, but eh, it's, it's that Streets of Rage 4. I don't even know how that got on the list. Half-Life <laughs> Alex. I don't think that's an action game. That is very much not an action game. Um, I would put that under the uh, adventure game. It'd be under an adventure game. Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. probably the best second, probably the runner-up. Um, yeah. Good, had some issues, but overall a solid game, Doom Eternal. Yeah, yeah, solid, nothing spectacular. Uh, innovation and accessibility. Last of Us Part Two. Now, I don't understand what this category technically means. Is it was it accessible to people to play, and and like people who needed different accesses or? Yeah, yeah things adding like technology and content to help yeah, games be um, and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Yeah, so in that case, I think right because they did do a lot of stuff, lot of filters, lot of different points for control settings to make it easier for people. Okay, that's fine by me. Now, um, like, here's here's one of the things. Assassin's um, Creed should not be on there because you have to do it through the fucking Ubisoft launcher, and that thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I would not <laughs> say I would. I would honestly not put Assassin's Creed. I wouldn't really put Grounded in there, anyways. They have some option. They have one mode. They have a colorblind mode, and they have an arachnophobia safe mode. That's it. Like. There have been games with far more accessibility options than Grounded. I couldn't tell you about Hyperdot. I imagine a game that's based on colors and shapes. Changing the colors is very easy. Um, But like... There have been games out there with massive language advantages, with massive colorblind advantages, massive levels of uh, availability for customization in order to be able to to play the game while uh while having hearing accessibility options and all that shit like there's so many other ways to to do things i don't think grounded had a footing in this really yeah so last was part two next one best vr half-life alex anybody wanted that's fair i think it is the most groundbreaking vr game that came out uh um again can't really disagree but too much in that one yeah um i don't i don't really know if i gotta double check i don't know if boneworks came out this year or last year i think it came out last year though well you're checking that best community support fall guys yes i definitely agree with that i'd agree Um, with that too they were devolver was very especially when that game released devolver was all hands on deck in on that thing 
taking mm-hmm. community feedback, making adjustments. Um, Oliver, mm-hmm. Oliver, age 24, as their community manager for Twitter, was an absolute revelation this year. That man worked his absolute bollocks off for that game. Deserves a bonus. Yeah, he really does. Deserves a fucking vacation. (laughs) Where would he go? (laughs) Wherever he fucking wants. Do you not see when he went on holiday, they had the the four guys bot. (laughs) And at the end of it, the four guys bot was like, I don't want to (laughs) go. So stuff like that. The things like that were just amazing. Susan, the game may be dead nowadays, but you can't remember. We have to judge it based on its on its time. And for a while, it was the biggest thing for a good three months. I, I wouldn't even say the Among Us got to that point, got to that level of hype. No, no. Uh, so best mobile game is Among Us. I mean, sure, okay, fine with them. I mean, I. Funny yep. thing, like like Chris said, like Genshin Impact not winning, but I can understand why because Genshin on a mobile device really kind of hampers the play of it. I think it does do better on a console or PC, but you can see it. The fact that you can actually still play it on a fucking mobile is amazing. It's more like, oh, I've got to go and like turn in my crafting materials and get some more stuff on there and change some equipment real quick. It's great. It's good. You know, uh, best indie game, Hades. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> just, okay. just moving on. <laughs> we, we, yep. I would say Carrion would be their close second. Yep. That, but also lost out on debut game Carrion. So you know you can see. Yeah. But um, by the way, Hades beat out Fall Guys. But I think that's also because Hades had a much longer like hype and development train. Uh, mm-hmm. Best ongoing. No Man's Sky. Hell yes. I'm surprised by that one, to be fair. I'm happy that it's there. Considering Apex Legends, Destiny, Call of Duty, and Fortnite toppled some giants. Mm-hmm. Probably the most well, the, the most deserved award of the Absolutely. entire award, award show. Like, yeah. like, nobody can sit there and go, no. Everybody else can be like, no. I, I mean, like, I, don't, I think anybody, considering where that game was to where that game is now, Holy shit. It like, is. It. it really it really is the testament of give your devs the proper amount of time. If they're saying they can't make it in the de- in the deadline, like they can't necessarily make it in the deadline. That's a sample of that. That's a sample where they they said they wanted to make a game. They made promises to make the game. They're digging deep to make that game happen and they're keeping going. So, big props. Yeah, big props to them. Absolutely 10 out of 10. Best deserved award. Games for Impact. Tell me why. I, once again, a category I don't know that many. I imagine it's a category that involves, you know... Tell me why is from Don't Nod Software, who did the Life is Strange games. And it's along those lines. Um, Say no more. I understand. Yeah, in terms of... <laughs> Yeah, in terms of things of emotion, and it was really, really, you know, up there with that. So I, 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 I can't say it's it's the it's the wrong winner at all. Not played it, I, so I can't really say. But I would have probably pushed Spirit Fairer first. Mm-hmm. That was that's on my that's on my wish list. 
It's on my wish list as well. It's like it's it's a game where the whole premise is being able to meet new people and be able to part ways on a positive like not not taking parting ways as necessarily a negative thing. It's also dealing with loss. Like mm-hmm. isn't it isn't it it's it's kind of about like death and loss a lot on too. a very visceral level yes so and like trust me i, I, I watched somebody play it i was like i want to play this game but i don't know where it's going to fit into my add game schedule that i have <laughs> i want to play this game but i also don't want to cry today yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but i'm like i'm like there's enough going on in my life right now that i don't need another reason to be upset <laughs> i mean it would be happy crying probably but like, there's you know, we don't need that right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Best performance: Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us. Fair. I'm okay with fair. this. With the amount yeah. of shit that she took this year for playing a character, absolutely deserves it. I didn't really like Last of Us as a game, but I don't think once again because I didn't think the game itself was great. It doesn't take away from the performances in it. Sean, the the 13th night was a shit movie. Sean Connery was still fucking Sean Connery in that movie. You know, the League mm-hmm. of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a bad movie. Sean Connery's performance was not bad in that movie. We just won't say too much about Hunt for Red October and his Russian accent. <laughs> hey, they Let got Sa- be Sean. they've got Sam Neill. To play Russian, they got Tim. They got Tim Curry to play a Russian. Like they said, yes. Let's. How do we do Russians? Let's just do any Europeans that aren't Russian. <laughs> Put it this way, Laura Bailey made you believe in that character. And yeah, absolutely, and that's it is- what the performance is there for. If it makes you believe in that character, job done. I think a shout out. Two shout-outs in this category. I think, number one, this category is probably the most stacked category where every one of the people deserved it. The two other shout-outs is Logan King Cunningham of, as Hades in Hades. Um, the fact that he's also the composer for all of their games and also did not only that voice, but I think he also voiced Skelly as well. Which is like, they like, yeah, boyo. Kind of character. Which just shows like an extremely talented individual and an indie studio just taking anybody on who can do it and do, and just say, can we do more? And coming out in a quality game. The other one, Daisuke Taju and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that game, I never did not see a bad performance by anybody in that game. And I, wa- and I saw people play it dubbed and subbed. And there was no bad performance in that game. So, and I think that one, because you look at Laura Bailey, Ashley Johnson, they're going to get big kickups because of Critical Role and also the fact that they have huge chops in the industry. Those are, they're, they're, I mean, people talk about the Nolan Norths and those, like, Laura Bailey, Ashley Johnson, and, and to be honest, Travis Willingham are three widely worked actors in the in, in the gaming industry who do a ton of roles and that not even even main lead roles um and they're as they're as good as they are prolific and i think everybody would agree with me on that i mean think about laura bailey last year she played the lead in gears mm-hmm. this year she plays the lead in get in last of us 2 
Like she's she is like kind of like the since the person who played uh Femshep, she's kind of yeah. like the go-to female voice actor in the industry. And and I don't think I'm wrong on that. And that's even with at pro- professional actors who have more time because of the pandemic coming in and doing more voice work. Here's looking at you, Keanu. Um, so I think this is a stacked category. Everybody did it, deserved it. Also, uh, Jeter as Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why he probably isn't talked more about is because of how that game came out with the new console releases and there hasn't been as much time with him. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why. Um, Moving up to the next performance, uh, in the next one, best audio design, Last of Us Part Two. Again. I have to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after this, like after this category, there is a consistent um, trend in four titles, and then the swap out. It is Final Fantasy remake, Hades, Last of Us Part Two. And Ghost of Tsushima. With one swap out. After after score and music, it's just that all the way up. Just yeah. as a heads up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be discussing probably a good three of those categories in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, audio design. I guess I'm okay with this. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of uh, Last of Us Part 2 was about audio design. Um, I would only... And Ghost of Tsushima had beautiful audio, but I think... The visuals of that game is more it like the audio is great, but I think the audio supports the visuals because Ghost of Tsushima is very is a very visual game. The atmosphere just oozed out of Ghost of Tsushima. Doom is Doom. Let's be honest. If you liked, <laughs> and I think Doom wouldn't have won this category anyways. No, um, the sound design was fantastic, but. It's doomed. <laughs> it was specifically engineered for an arcadey feel to it. Um, Resident Evil Three again. It's not an audio-based game. It's a very action-oriented game. Half-Life Alex. All the sounds are just redos or the same thing. The o- the only reason I would argue Alex, and the only reason is is because it's a VR experience, and so direction mattered in that game. And the fact that they had to code that in the technical thought behind that, where it's like, is it a redo of all the sound design? Yes. But I think in a game where you're VR'd in, the sound becomes much more impactful because it's you are experiencing it more than you would if you're just sitting at a screen playing it. That's yeah. my only thought there. Um, it, it's, it, it, it is more important, but it's also not a technology that's new. Yeah. And it's not something that it wasn't really like a core focus on it necessarily, but anyway, I, I think, think there were other games that could have gone in there. Yeah, I think if Resident Evil Three was swapped out for Final Fantasy Seven Remake, Last of Us wouldn't have won it purely because of the soundtrack. Of, but of, but this isn't well, soundtrack. This uh, is audio uh, design that's different. Yeah, but they, they would have used the audio, the soundtrack in the game the way it does and that's what makes final fantasy 7 final fantasy yeah but it, it that's why they have musical yeah. score next this one yeah. how many times can you great cloud going hot 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 um 
so yes, Last of Us, because I th- and I think the reason why I'm okay with Last of Us thing because the Last of Us knew, and they did very well. The quiet moments. If you look at those moments where there's the still and like where they bring it back and they and it's the view of the landscapes and stuff, that was the big moment, the big things. I, and I think sound is the fact that there was lack of sound is the is the reason why it worked so well. I have one critique. Yep. Make your mouth sounds quieter, naughty dog. There's a pop filter. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I would say Last of Us deserves this this award out of the ones nominated. I don't think many of the nominations necessarily fit. I, Doom Eternal, the sound design is good, but I don't think it 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 uh, it doesn't base itself. It's, it's good for Doom. It's it's good for Doom. It's good for Doom. Like we're not going to argue. Music, fantastic. I will say I will certainly say it deserves its category up above. But in audio design, eh, I think it should. And it me. I love fucking Doom. Yeah. Do I think it deserves to be in this category? I think it. I think that spot should be uh, put somewhere else. I think uh, Hades even should have been in this category. Probably. I also think Half Life Alex should have absolutely been somewhere else, um, and something else should have been in there. But as to what, I don't have any. So let's go to uh, best music, uh, best score, and music. Uh, a stacked category. Final Fantasy VII Remake wins uh, with mm-hmm. Nobuo, Nobuo Oimatsu and the other two guys, which I can't pronounce, so I won't butcher. Um, <laughs> they have Doom Eternal with Mick Gordon listed as the... As the wasn't he not, though? Uh, no, he, he composed it. Okay. He wasn't anything past that. He did the composition, and then everything else was out of his hands. Okay. Um, Hades... Ori and the Will-O-Wisp and The Last of Us Part 2. Um, this is a tough one because it's very much like, uh, was Doom's soundtrack good? Yes. Do I think it was the best soundtrack I've heard all year? Probably not. Do I no. think... Do I... And do I think... I, I really liked Hades' soundtrack. I think Hades' soundtrack freaking killed it for the game. Like the build up, the action music, the like the build downs and after everything, I think that was awesome. Ori and the Will of the Wisp didn't play a lick of it, saw a little bit of it. Music is impactful in that game. That game has impact. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on in it. Last of Us Part Two. There was music in that game. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> doesn't belong at all in that game. <laughs> doesn't belong here. I for me it's like you know it's like for me the Last of Us Two music was like music in a Bond film. Is it good? Does it fit the scenario? Absolutely. Do you come out of that movie thing? Wow, you know in that chase scene where Bond was on the motorcycle and he was chasing down that that bad guy and the other person was driving the BMW? The music was really awesome in that. No, you don't. You think about, wow, this stunt guy who's doing all these motorcycle stunts was awesome. You know, does did the music help that game create an atmosphere? Yes, but you weren't paying attention to the fact that there was music going on there because other shit was happening that was more intense than that. I'm not going I out. Honestly, I honest to God, I believe that Riot deserves a spot on best score in music. I would agree with you. 
They, I don't think they've ever been nominated for Best Score in Music, ever. And they really fucking should have. They should have a nomination. Holy shit! Is their music always, time and again, over and over again, a banger? One after another, after another, after another, after another. And there's like two or three songs every year that they create for the world championships. And they're pretty at, darn at minimum, good. They've released a goddamn album. Like, they've released several. They've they've released the, the Pentacle albums. They've released the KDA album. They basically run Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yep, exactly. They deserve a fucking spot for once. And this year, I would have said this is absolutely the year to give it to them. Like, well, you would say a nomination, not necessarily a win. Not necessarily a win. A nomination. I think that's fair. I think you could have pulled... To be honest, Doom? Once again, Doom, great soundtrack, but it's for a Doom game. <laughs> I would have said Last of Us on this one, because... Okay. I would I'd be fine with that. Yeah. It just it, Music wasn't really, like, a part of The Last of Us. It didn't really... The yeah. whole thing could have had zero music, and it would have been the same. I think so, the, too. The reason they, they, they put that in there is... is the guitar the music, yeah, the <laughs> is the one guitar yeah, scene <laughs> no, no that's final know. fantasy 7 <laughs> not not one guitar scene there there was multiple there was bits where you find a guitar and you can just sit down and you can just start playing but i think the reason they put that there is when you start playing it's part of the story it's part of the relationship between joel and ellie but that falls that's under really audio cool. design yeah I mean, as I say, they rickrolled us in there. Yeah. Um, At um, one point, you, you know, in the theater part, you, you pick up the guitar and start going, talking away, and right, oh, wait. <laughs> I would, honestly... No, they didn't I would take, even put... take, on, they take on me rather than rickrolling us, and then, you know, sort of recasting us, but Yaha's take on me, it was a lovely touch. I'm going to ask you guys one question, I think this is the reason why the the category winner is the winner. Can anybody name me a track, a track name from any of the other compo uh, any of the other track lists? BFG Division. True. Any more? <laughs> any more? Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot. Uh, there's BFG Division. There's. I'm asking without without looking, Chris. Without. I'm looking. not looking. <laughs> I'm I'm distinctly not looking it up, which is why it's difficult. Um. <laughs> There's uh, fuck. What's it called? What's it called? It's Argent something. Dawn. Possibly. I I mean I couldn't tell you anything about Hades or Ori. Right. Or Last of Us. Right. I also can't tell you any of the names of Final Fantasy tracks. One Wing Angel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bump, bump, one. Bump, bump, bump. It's like what's okay. I like, put that kind of on the same level of like. You immediately know it as BFG Division. Yeah. Like, you hear the, the bop bop and you immediately know what's going on, but you also hear the duh, 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 duh. And then you're like, okay, I know what's going on. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I would put those on, on par. Honest to God, like, just sitting at the music and the iconic level of the music, Final Fantasy has more history than Doom's soundtrack here because it is a fresh soundtrack. Yeah. It only goes back to 2016. It has references to some of the older stuff, but like if it were Mick Gordon's style on the originals, I would say Doom probably would have won this category because 
holy shit was the doom soundtrack iconic and i think the other reason why doom doesn't win this category is because of the controversy the controversy that they had during that thing these well yeah the game awards is very much a lot of safe picks i think everybody will agree like they went safe in these picks um, as safe as fucking possible, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, once again, it, it is, the game is literally built on nostalgia. That is the game. The game premise is like, this, hey, remember that game you loved as a kid? Here it is again, all shiny and new and remade. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why it won the category. It's not a matter of like, is it nepotism? Is it nostalgia? Fucking yes, but that's the premise of the game. And it hit it. Like, it, it hit it, it nailed what it wanted to do. And and Chris is right. Is it as an iconic soundtrack? Yes. And the reason why it wins out over Doom is because you remember these songs way back in the day from PS1. And now all of a sudden you get them again. But they're they're just in better goodness. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Moving on to art direction. Ghost of Tsushima wins. Uh, Absolutely yeah, agree yeah, with that. Hand, oh hands, yeah. Hands, nope. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to talk about any of the other ones because they're pretty much all the same from audio design. Goes to Tsushima wins that hands down. That is a pretty ass game. It has a fucking photo mode, and if you didn't play in it, like the fact that you can play it as a fucking Kurosawa movie, you can do Seven Samurais and have it dubbed, and have it dubbed where there's a lag in the voice acting. Over like number one, they when the the lip capture when you do it in English, they the lip capture is English. When you do it in Japanese, when you do do it in Japanese, if you dub it as a Kurosawa movie, it is the lip capture is Japanese with dubbed over English. I mean, su- that, such a small detail, but there, but so great, but so great. Ah, oh, just everything about that game just oozes and i wasn't a big fan i looked at this game went like it's just going to be like a subpar action game and if you look at it it's kind of a subpar it's like it's like it's a standard action game but the visuals and the story just brings that game up a notch and i'm going to be happy to play it when it comes to pc i would have said um in this category i would have swapped out final fantasy for destiny i'm okay with that i think i think um I, Destiny skyboxes are probably some of the best I've seen in any ongoing game. Just Destiny. Destiny has always had a very crisp, clean, beautiful stack of visuals. It's always been very visually interesting. It's been very fun and colorful, while still maintaining a level of gritty. Yep. Which Final Fantasy? It's Final Fantasy. It's just done with higher, you know, resolution. It's just higher fidelity Final Fantasy. Yeah. But Tifa's tits, though. <laughs> Are, hey, somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. There was an argument on the internet about they're not picking. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> come on, somebody had to say it. We knew that it was there it was, was something funny, bubbling yeah. under the edge that was going to oh. explode. Hey, best narrative, guys. <laughs> best right. narrative. Best narrative. I genuinely don't know anything about Thirteen Sentinels. I watched that. Ge- so Co Carnage played through that game, and give to give you guys an idea, he had he had a he was playing Thirteen Sentinels at the same time as Yakuza, 
it was split like a dragon. It was splitting even time between the two of them. Hmm. So 13 Sentinels is a PlayStation. It, it is a Vita port of a on PlayStation of a game where you follow pretty much 13 characters in this mm -hmm. weird kind of pseudo sci-fi sci it, it, it's like it starts out as like a suspense then sci-fi mecha battle kind of game mm -hmm. and if i told you any more i would start ruining story right just know that like where you start is not where you expect to end you think that you're going into like oh precocious young teens you know using mechs to fight kaiju and it flips all of that on its head and once again it is dubbed and dubbed extremely well i think it deserves to be in the category as best narrative um especially because it's one of those ones where like you have to complete other people's stories and go up to a certain level before you can unlock other people then you have to catch up and like kind of it layers the it layers and paces itself very well yeah the yeah. mech battles are there to basically make it not really be a 100% visual novel to give you something to do. And there's mild RPG mechanics. But essentially, it's it's really about, like, doing that. And it's kind of got, like, the... Um, the I don't want to say, like, the Rampa kind of thing, but, like, you have to, like, go and, like, you have, like, this menu bar of stuff you can talk to people about. And, like, there is branching storytelling that will take you back and be, okay, I did this branch, now I need to go and do this branch and make these different choices. And it's all built into the game. Uh, it but, should be there. I don't think I, was, I don't think, I don't think Last of Us Part 2 should have won. Last of Us Part 2 I don't think should have won. I don't think Final Fantasy Remake should have even been on the category. No. I love Hades. I don't think Hades should have been on this either. Like, it has a great narrative and a great story. But I don't think it's best narrative. It's a two-horse race in this one. It is Last of Us and Ghost. And to be honest with me, out of the two stories, and I've seen them both. Once again, I haven't played these games, but I have seen the story of both of these games. Tsushima hit me harder. Tsushima yeah. drew me in more emotionally. And the thing is, too... You with both of these games, and I think Will, you played both of these games, right? To completion. Yep, I have played and completed both of them. You saw what was going to happen for both of these games a while off. Like you saw the truck coming, and the, and I think the big thing is, and without spoiling anything, is that Ghost of Tsushima gives you choice. It gives you agency. Last of Us Part 2 is they're telling you a story, you're just living through the story. And it is a interesting, twisting, turning story of two people dealing with loss in different ways and how they both come and how human nature can be gritty and disgusting. You can sum up the Last of Us 2 story in the, the adage, an eye for an eye makes us both blind. It's a revenge story. And to be honest, mm -hmm. I don't find those... I don't find those. It's a. It is a very basic revenge story. It is, somebody dies, the other person gets upset and wants to hunt them. It is taken. It is. It is just. It's, it's, it's a tiny bit more complex than that. It's tiny, just a tiny bit, but yeah, it's, you, you're in the ballpark. I've seen. One. I've seen movies do this better. Like. <laughs> 
Ghost of Tsushima, though, when you had that choice, you're like, do I do this? I saw people, and I saw a streamer put the game into sleep and go, we're not playing this, I need to sit on this. And he took a night. He, he wait, like, it's like, we're ending the stream early, I can't make this decision right now, I need to sleep on this. And they didn't play the game until the next day, and they came on and said, okay, I've made my decision. And it sucks. Like, either way, it is not a good choice. <laughs> you, but it is so, be that, that final scene, if you, and for me, it comes down to the final scene between the two games. Last of Us final scene is very dark, very, it is very much Last of Us, but at the same time, it's like, I've seen this before, right? Like, I've seen this scene before. In any in in a few movies, like I th I'm thinking, like Lord of the Rings, I've seen this before. This gritty fist fight when they go down. Metal Gear Solid did this. Metal Gear Solid Four did this, where it's the final two antagonists are in a brutal fight, and then eventually the end happens, and. It kind of leaves you feeling a little unfulfilled. And as much as people bitched about it, I thought it was the right choice. Like, the fact that it's, like, it's meant to make you feel, like, unfulfilled and empty. That's the whole point. But Ghost of Tsushima has so much emotion rolling up to it. So much drama. And the fact that it is, it is done shot for shot better. The ending of Ghost is shot for shot better than last of us because once again there's a build-up to it and you know and, and there's an inevitability happening to it and the characters in the ending know the inevitability and they both walk into it knowing full well what is going to happen and it is and it's and it is such a just an exclamation mark on that game because it's Everything that you've had to do in that game, everything that was done in that game, everything that has led up to that game was just like, is a game of compromise. What are you willing to give up to succeed, to win? Which is what Ghost of Tsushima is. What compromises and how those compromise against an old rigid structure that needed to change. And it's very much at the end, the bill has come due somebody is going to pay and it is that rigid structure that has withhold and stood the test of time against what you've compromised and had to changes you've had to do to win and it's them coming together and both of them in a beautiful it is beautiful the end of that game is it is beautiful and i think that's why it wins because this Tsushima had a as as good of a narrative and ended better than than The Last of Us. And remember, that's the usually that is the last scene that sticks in your head. I can shot for shot tell you what happens at the end of Ghost of Tsushima. I've never played it, and I watched two playthroughs. And I can tell you shot for shot what happened. I cannot tell you shot for shot what happened in The Last of Us. I can kind of give you a vague understanding. That to me tells you something. What do you guys think? <laughs> Since I've hogged this.
I, I do agree with you. I mean, I don't fully agree, maybe, but I agree that the narrative should have went to Ghost of Tsushima. The end of it was hard hit, harder hitting than The Last of Us. And a bit of a surprise. I mean, as much as you saw it coming, it was still a surprise, like how well that game ended. Yeah. Especially after the choice. <laughs> like, because it leaves you with that choice hanging. It's like, well, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing. The ending is your choice, not the game telling you to do it. It's up to you. Whereas this is, The Last of Us led you along that path. This narrative category is something I think that I sh that's something like Spiritfarer should have gone into. That's something like um, like some other titles uh, should have gone into. I will say that too. Like, I mean, if you're talking games with impact, the, you figure the get the winner of the games with impact should go into this category. Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of games of impact is games that have an emotional resonance with people. Yeah. Like, why isn't that game in this category? Exactly. Anyways, um, we should move up. Yeah, we should move on. <laughs> Once again, we have Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us with Alex as uh, a thing. I think Alex probably should have been higher up in this. Yeah, I think game direction. I mean, if we're looking at purely game <laughs> direction, uh, technical, technically, I mean, because you're, you're dealing with a newer technology and to have a game that was... As interesting as Alex was, I think deserves a little bit because of that game direction. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Final Fantasy Remake, I I really think it's up here out of just, yeah, you know, that's a lazy moderation. choice. It, it's a lazy choice. It doesn't really push any new boundaries or anything. Um, Hades, I would say, deserves its spot up here. Yep. I don't know anything about Ghost of Tsushima as far as gameplay goes. Um, I imagine it's it's fairly standard. I think uh, there there they do some interesting stuff, but I would say will the combat though interesting wasn't the main wasn't the yeah. wasn't the wasn't the most wasn't what drew you to it. It kept you around and it was fun, um, but it wasn't like the it wasn't. You could see that action combat system in in about three other games, and you you kind of kind of see it in Assassin's Creed Valhalla a bit too. Yeah, I mean, I like the the idea of the fighting system of whether you can do it honorably or you can become more stealthy. I like that idea. And again, yeah, you're right; it is very sort of Assassin's Creedy. But the way you just go up to them and face off, the standoff mechanic is absolutely awesome. The fact that like. You as a samurai can just walk up and just challenge them on the spot and just do like the one hit katana hits. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. But that's a that's a that's more a cinematic timed event than it is anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think Half-Life Alex deserves this spot. Yeah. Once again, Last of Us 2, I think, is just it's just the Last of Us one's gameplay. Am I wrong? Yep. Uh, it just it added some extra AI features, but that's really it. Yeah. 
Game of the year. Yeah. I really I really wouldn't put any of these up there. Where did Animal Crossing come from? I mean, I would have put Animal Crossing over over most of these. I would have put Hades for game of the year probably. This is I mean out of my choice of game of the year, two of them are up there are in there. And that's the two obvious ones. Yeah. It's like that Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima are the two. What's my third? We'll get to that. That's next week on the, the, mm-hmm. the Whippies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I guess we're going to call. Um, I understand why Last of Us 2 got Game of the Year. I would have. I understand too. I would have yeah. preferred Ghost. I do think, though, it's a safe option. Last of Us 2. It is the safe option. Because, again, and this is what we were saying, and this is why earlier on when I was talking about content creator of the year and the people in there, and I I, I tried to be stressed as much. It's not a personal attack against someone. But the reason I think this was chosen as game of the year as a safe option was because if it wasn't chosen like how we saw with the the people's voice award the amount of bitching on twitter that came from this said oh how dare you not do it as last of us two it's like well people have that choice and as a story we've seen better we just have so get Game of the Year is chosen by the industry types. And the one mm-hmm. one we didn't talk about yet, because I wanted to save it for this exact one, is Player's Choice, which is, is voted on by us. Player's Choice, or Player's Voice, was Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is very much, this is what the industry decided. This is the Oscars, ladies and gents. This is the Oscars. The industry chooses what they think is the best film where we choose what we think is the best film. There's your, there's your split. The industry thinks last of us two is better, is better than ghost. We think ghost is better. I think it's a flip of a coin and it's whatever in what you see. I like ghost better than, than last of us two. And I pretty much explained my reasoning in last segment. I will, I will slightly agree with Will too that is this a safer choice? And this is me playing devil's advocate, and this is not going to be a very happy, safer works statement I'm about to state. Uh-huh. But, but listen in. Take, take it with a grain of salt as you will. If Last of Us 2 does not win Game of the Year, how many people come out and say, because the main character is LGBTQ. They didn't want to go with the racy choice. They had a tough... And and people will say that. And I'm yep, not saying it's, say it's yep. valid, but it's an argument that will be made, and then we get Gamergate happening all over again. Yeah, the, the choice here would literally be people being outraged that it's a pick because of that, or people being outraged because it's a pick against that. And it's like... Yeah, and damned and if you our, do, damned if you don't. Yeah, it, yeah, it's an it thing again, isn't it? Where we can't, if we want, yeah, LG, LGBTQ, uh, A plus or plus A or, or, or the actual, you know, we want 
everybody to be normalized yeah yeah so you can be whoever you want to be as long as you're not a dick to others mm -hmm. yeah and the only way that's going to be normal like normalized is to just act normal and be normal around it yeah i'm no fucking I, special treatments <laughs> i'm not i and the thing is too do do i believe last of us part two should be in other people and once again this is the industry people choosing it and that's good i mean i'm glad that people are recognizing i mean is last of us two deserving of the award yes in my opinion i think ghost is more is more deserving but that's essentially it it's, it's my opinion and i would have been more upset with this choice but the, the player's voice came, one came out and said they liked ghost and I think Ghost is as deserving of an award, of the award. But it got us the player. But we as the we as our community said Ghost. The industry said to Last of Us Two, is Last of Us Two deserving? Yes, it absolutely is. It is a it's great not game. If it was a shit game and it was still one game of the year, I would have problems with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not like the choice that we had at the BAFTAs a few years ago for Game of the Year. When was it Destiny? was in there and that got it out of the blue and everyone in the auditorium was like what uh huh including like people in the press room because chris light was in the press room and he looked at everyone gone out it's like wait what did they just say destiny game of the year no it's not like that i mean the the, the choices in game of the year are good choices the, i think that i agree with chris the three the the three biggies um, Last of Us, Ghost, Ghost, and I think Hades is the third sleeper pick. Um, yeah, deserve to be there. I think Doom is there because it's Doom. Final Fantasy's there is because it's Final Fantasy, and Animal Crossing is there because they needed to have a Nintendo game. I think Animal Crossing is the the only other one that it really deserves the spot. I don't game Doom is not game of the year. As fun and amazing as it is, as much as I love it, it's my niche. Yeah. It's not no, something I, that I, is I, like big and overwhelming. It's just it's a fun this, throwback. Yeah, if this was 2016, I would say yeah, dead game of the year. Yeah. Because not. that was a very technological advancement in like it was an action shooter that did the whole thing without needing to use the basic ass uh duck until your screen's not red mechanic. Yeah. It it, it revolutionized how it was treating things. It was adding the verticality to a classic formula that yeah, it, 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 it killed the, it killed that formula because really if you did if you if you're stand still and doomed you're dead you need to be mm -hmm. a constant energy and constant motion machine mm -hmm. final fantasy 7 remake i wouldn't put i wouldn't even put in the category i wouldn't even put in the category because it's just final fantasy 7 again i i'm still a firm believer that i if and i know we're not going to do this with our awards but my thought is is that why don't you put the winners of all the other categories into bet game of the year because they're obviously the best mm -hmm. in their category. Yeah. Yeah. That, that and, and whatever Ghost that would still mean Ghost and Last of Us are in there. Final Fantasy is in there. Yep. But why isn't Microsoft Flight Simulator? Why isn't Mortal Kombat 11? They were the best fighting and sim games. Tony Hawk. Why is all guys there? Because what? Fall Guys would deserve a place in that as much mm -hmm. as you don't like it, James. 
as, as much as your personal distaste is existent. I, I it does deserve a spot. It does, does it deserve a spot? Yes, absolutely. It was a great game. It captured the social zeitgeist for a period of time. It was the best shit on the on the internet. Everybody was playing it. Mm-hmm. I I am I am fully aware of the fact if something is good, even though I hate the shit out of it. I'm fully aware of that, and I can divorce my feelings from that. It's, you know, the awards that it got, it deserved. And the, in the categories, the nominations it was in, it deserved. I still fucking hate that game. <laughs> and I beat it. <laughs> I beat the game. Don't never need to play it anymore. I beat the game. Done. <laughs> so, yeah. I, this this is very much a... It, it, it's a three-horse category. It was, it was the three there was there. I don't have a problem with Last of Us winning. I think Ghost is a more my version of the win, but I'm not upset that Last of Us won. Can we nitpick the win? Absolutely. But I think at this point, and Chris and you guys I think will agree with me, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. It is like... We're getting to a nitpick level of... Uh, after watching the final of the Great British Baking Show, like... If a crust was too hard on a tart. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting to that level. And when we're at yeah. that level, um, we really need to pull it back. Yeah, um, because, the, you know, as we'll, we'll talk about next week for our game of the year, for the, the Whippies, you know. The Whippies. It's personal preference. And, yeah, if it's a majority of the industry saw something more in the last of us than they did in ghost then that's why fair enough because people allowed choices and i think that's mm-hmm. the reason why like like with us like if if chris came and i know he won't next year next next week but if chris comes out and says his game of the year is doom and i come out and i say my game of the year is football manager you very much know why because <laughs> mm-hmm. like chris loves doom it is his niche it is mm-hmm. what it is what makes my football manager makes me happy. It is my game. Look at my Steam. I have too many hours into it. I think you guys are gonna be surprised by my picks. I'm I I I think you guys are gonna be pretty much think okay, James is just being more James here. <laughs> James has played five games this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mine uh, mine I think I already I think James already knows mine. Yeah. I have a good idea. Um, I am gonna give you. I am gonna give you game of. The, obviously, for next week, I will give you game of the year. But I have honorable mentions. We we are okaying honorable mentions, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And I can tell you that um, Football Manager is not my game of the year. It is probably the game that I will end up playing most this year, but it is not my game of the year. So, yeah. I can say Doom is not my game of the year either. But I don't. I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised as to what my game of the year will be. I'm excited to hear it, and I'm yeah. And I once again, we are we are, we will not talk about our game of the years to each other. It's true, Michael. If you were going to show up next week, put it in chat. We want to know. Mm-hmm. I think he's already put it into uh, our Discord. Because I did ask people about that. Will uh, will compile well. that to, for me because I won't look at our Discord for a week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Good. He's, he's in there. It was on the 30th of November. He put it in. 
above yours when you just put the oh boy my game of the year is redacted. redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you spoiler tagged and crossed it out and named it redacted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the the trailer part of the game rewards. Uh, now online. Look at YouTube. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I'll say it. Unless there's I mean, one you want to specifically talk about. Disco Elysium, the final cut, coming back to PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox, is a, it was a nice thing to see. Fully voice uh, acted now, the entire yeah. game. That was a brilliant game. I suggest if you haven't played it, to buy that when it comes out, because you will really, really enjoy it. Um, Super Meat Boy Forever coming out on the 23rd, so, you know, you got something to play on Christmas. Um, and also a game that I picked up uh, the next day after that was a, a thing called Shady Part of Me, which as an indie game looks really, really interesting. And plus you got the the, um, the the Callisto Protocol, which looks so much like Dead Space. Just looking at some of these, um, there's some there's some interesting things like the new near looks pretty cool because it's mm -hmm. it's near near is a sleeper like like near is like you think about like oh near one near two it's it's weirdly wildly japanese but good that's the best way for me to describe near um it is a very technically like powerful franchise absolutely dragon age 4 okay warframe yep all right fall guys mm -hmm. outriders uh looks like it's gonna be a destiny takes division <laughs> there you go Nailed it for you. 10 out of 10. Uh, it takes two. It's by the guy who likes swearing a lot. That's all I know. Yeah, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> and it's the co-op game again, like, you know, um, A Way Out. Hey, if it's a wild fucking ride like A Way Out was, this absolute batshit insane thing, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, things that, like, really are me excited. Um, number one, uh, like, like Will said, Disco Elysium. Yes, you should get it. Disco Elysium. Like, cannot rate that game enough. I, did I buy it for you, Will, or did I convince you to buy it? You convinced me to buy it. Probably the the, the best wily thing I've ever done is convince yeah. Will to buy and play Disco Elysium. And I was like, trust me. Just It was very much the, Will, just trust me. And it wasn't as if I was against the idea at the first place when you mentioned it. I'm like, ooh. And then, then you know, playing it, it's just, it was such an amazing RPG. Yeah. It absolutely is, and there's so many ways to do it. Um, as for other stuff that gets me excited, um, Perfect Dark. Yes. That looks... I, I'm all about Perfect Dark. Yes. Um, I, I am... I want... I and, and if we're talking about hype, I'm not hyped in the sense of this game... I'm interested in the direction they're going to go with Mass Effect. That was I'm... a very common thing, wasn't it? What? Yeah. The Mass Effect will continue. Yeah. I want... Because here's my thing. And, and somebody else said this, and I agree with their sentiment, was... It all hinges on what they do. If they don't go back and finish that Andromeda story... I don't think I can trust them in a game company. It's like, well, you just gave up. You had one bad game, and you just said, fuck it. And you're just going to leave that story out there. And Bioware 
a company that prides itself on what, ladies and gents? That story. Their story. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to say that was just a one-off that never happened. I think, and this is my big thing, I regain some modicum of trust if Bioware goes, we're making another Mass Effect and it's Andromeda 2. Because then that means they're like, we have the balls to say, yeah, we fucked up Andromeda or it wasn't good. Here it is. Remember all that DLC was planned for Andromeda? Yeah, make that into number two. I don't even care if they have that deal, but just go into it again and say, just listen, we know we did this. The story happened. It, that game exists. Here we go. Let's go on and continue this. Because to be honest, yes. you don't need to go back to the, the Milky Way right now. Shepard's story's done. See, Andromeda itself as a game got going at the end, which was the, the big disappointment for me. Because it, I was... I was genuinely bored of Andromeda until the end. And it's like, where was was Mass Like, I thought, like, the movement, like, out of of all the Mass Effects, it was the best moving combat kind of game. Like, it felt felt fine to play it, like, as a character and as be able to move around. I thought, like, the abilities were interesting. Like, they gave you a lot of different ways to handle situations, and you could constantly the fact that you could constantly change around your build was cool um that's my thought and drum mass effect needs to go to andromeda dragon age 4 still not seen any gameplay at all no in two years nope i thought i thought um inquisition was good it wasn't amazing but it was a good game uh but yeah I'm also super smallly excited for uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. I know it's just Vermintide, but I, I have a thing about being an Imperial Guardsman in Warhammer 40k games. I have a guard army. I, I, I want to be able to play that. It sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like it could definitely be a free play Friday kind of a game. With the three of us on the Warhammer 40k universe. And then we can just make really bad jokes about 40k. <laughs> Space Marines! Yeah, so that's... that's. I think that's the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. I don't, think we, I don't think we need to talk about what we've been playing. Because it's, you know, two hours. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about what we've been playing over the year. <laughs> it's very true. And yeah. the Whippies. As we're going to now call mm-hmm. them. We've named it the Whippies. Also sounds like yep. like a lot of... Sounds like we should be taking Whippets during the Whippies. Oh, God. Um, obviously, all three of us will be hosting with a special appearance from Heido Kojima. <laughs> yep, yep. Not, not going to lie. He's going to be there the entire time. Can confirm. <laughs> a likeness of Heido Kojima will be at the Whippies. Yep. Not lying. <laughs> can you can you get like a cutout like that of uh, Jeff Keating as well and just have him the other shoulder? <laughs> just, <laughs> like your angel just of slap a really bad JPEG of Jeff Keighley on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, I mean, like I've already decided I want to find a really low res picture of like the Oscar stage and like put all three of our cameras like on it. You guys know that that's my plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> to make it look bad and cheesy. So. 
Welcome to the I've got no green screen. It's just that better than. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, uh, so shout outs then. Um, uh, CTR Tez uh, in a couple of hours will be starting a 24 hour stream for, I think it's to help children going through like abusive families and situations over the Christmas period and actually during normal life as well, during normal time of the year as well. So, good, big, big shout out to him. Oh, who else was it? There was a, uh, was there anybody else? Our mods, our mods, you know, Geo, Robin. Mook, you you are amazing. Thank you very much for modding for us. Uh, anybody, any other shout outs? Roman Grosjean for just like taking shit like a fucking man. Yeah. And just being an awesome guy. Yeah. Not really like related to this, but related in, in like a general sense. The fact that you not only survived that accident, but then like has been, like, right back in the mix of everything, talking with people. And, like, you want to see a really ballsy interview? Watch the Roman Grosjean interview. That was, like, five days after pulling, after getting pulled out of a flaming wreck. And then giving you the blow-by-blow -blow of what was going on in his head. Sad to see that that was his final... He's just like, if, if I can, I, I loved, and I will quote this for you before we go. His best quote was like, if I, uh, if I can, I would like to see, let the people to see me be the final picture of Roman Grun driving the car. And if I cannot drive, the last picture they will see is me walking out of the flames. I was like, hey, positive outlook, Grosjean. Thank you very much. A very likable guy. But yeah. And, uh, you know what, Jeff Keighley, you tried. Can't fault you for that. You tried. No, we can't fault you for your passion. No, you, you've got passion, the fact, and the fact that you were able to pull together the people and the stuff that you did to do a Game Awards show at this, given everything else going on in the year. Yeah. We'll give you A for effort. Execution, though. B minus. Yeah. But you, but you tried, and you did a thing. And then, well, we won't fault you for doing that. So, As much as we hate on you, Jeff, we do love you. You do provide us with endless amounts of entertainment, both for the stuff that you create and just for being Jeff Keighley. Mm-hmm. You're like Elon for us. Just keep being you, and we will maintain being entertained. And on that bombshell... <laughs> He's been Lard. He's been Lard Team Maker. It's the Coffee Night. This hey. I'm been Tig Whippies. You can find us on all of our various channels. Chris streams a ton. Will streams almost every day. I don't. <laughs> Mainly on the weekend. Most every oh, day except for Thursday or not Thursday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, Monday. I don't stream. Weekends, Saturdays, oh. and Sundays for me. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. 
you can also find all of our other lovely people in chat. Follow, use your Twitch Prime on a on a on a thing that you on a person that you love, a streamer that you love. Support them because this time of year, supporting in any way you can is the best way to do it. And just be nice to each other and good to each other. Have a great one. I don't know what music is gonna play. This is all new to me. Good luck. God bless. And uh, go Yankees.